For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Yeshua, the Creator of Heaven and Earth. This is part one of the series. This teaching is going to cover Yeshua being the creator or a Hebraic view of creation. And what we're seeking to do in this teaching is to give you the Hebraic background of understanding John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 and verse 18 and then Romans chapter 1 verse 20, Colossians chapter 1 verses 15. 15 and 16, Colossians chapter 2 verse 9, and Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. So let me share with you these verses of which we are trying to give you a background understanding regarding John chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 and verse 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. By who? By the word. And who is the word? It is Yeshua. And without him, that is the word or Yeshua, was not anything made that was made. In him, in the word, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So in this teaching, we're going to show you the connection between creation and the concept of light and the separating of the light from the darkness. Then, in John chapter 1, verse 18, no man has seen God at any time. We're going to explain to you this concept. However, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. What's the meaning of this in the bosom of the Father? We're going to explain that to you in this teaching. So now let's go to Romans in chapter 1 in verse 20, where it is written, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So here it says that the invisible things are clearly seen and it refers to the Godhead. How do we understand this concept of the Godhead? Then in Colossians in chapter 1 in verses 15 and 16 it is written, who is the image of the invisible God? What's this concept of an image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. For by him, that is 
the image of the invisible God, where all things created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were made by him and for him. And then in Colossians chapter 2 in verse 9, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. What's the Godhead? The fullness of the Godhead bodily or in the flesh. And then finally, we're going to understand Hebrews in chapter 1 in verses 1 through 3. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. So it is these scriptures and the concepts that are contained in them is what we're going to be teaching you in this session, which we are entitling Yeshua the Creator or the Hebraic view of creation. So let's understand the background of these concepts, which we've just shared with you in the New Testament. To begin with, we need to understand that the God of Israel, and in this context, we're referring to God the Father. He's understood by the term Ein Sof. And what does Ein Sof mean? It's Hebrew, and Ein means without, and Sof means definition. And so the real way to understand our Heavenly Father is you can't define him. He doesn't have definition. And so in Isaiah, in chapter 40, in verse 18, it is written, To whom then will we liken God? Or what likeness will we compare unto him? For, and now this is a quote from the Sanchino Zohar to Exodus regarding understanding Isaiah chapter 40, verse 18, that in the beginning, before shape and form had been created, he was without form and similitude. Wherefore, he designates himself Ein Sof, or the one without definition, or the limitless one. He has neither shape nor form, and there is no vessel that could contain him, no means to comprehend him. Now, looking at the definition of Ein Sof from the Wikipedia Encyclopedia, it is explained this way. Ein Sof is understood as the deity, or the God of Israel, prior to his self-manifestation in the production or the creation of the world. Ein Sof, which is Hebrew, may be translated as no end, unending, there is no end, or infinite. Now, looking at understanding the concept of Ein Sof, we are going to now refer to the book Messiah Volume 3 by Avi Ben Mordecai on page 102. He explains, Ein Sof is not a name. It is a Hebrew term that means without border or no end or without definition. So how do we understand the concept of Ein Sof? Well, we understand that Ein Sof represents nothing and everything at the same time. Let's look at this concept 
concept through this visual example. There you see inside a box and inside the box you see white space. And this explanation comes from Messiah Volume 3 by Avi Ben Mordecai, page 103, that if you look inside the box, the white space, you're going to see two things at the same time. You're looking at nothing, but at the same time, in that box, you're seeing everything. You're seeing nothing and everything at the same time. So this is one of the concepts of Ain Sof, or not having definition. From the Sanchino Zohar to Exodus, it explains the following. Ain Sof cannot be known, nor how it makes beginning or end. Just as the number zero produces beginning and end. Let's look at a number line. And in looking at a number line, and this example comes from the book Messiah, volume 3, page 103 by Avi ben Mordecai. If you specify a number line and you plot zero, and if you add everything to the left of zero, which are negative numbers, and everything to the right of zero, which is positive numbers, and you combine everything to the left of zero and everything to the right of zero, it adds up to zero. However, the numeral line that you would be drawing represents not only zero, but it represents infinity at the same time. And so this is another way of looking at the concept of Ein Sof or without border or without definition. Next, we are going to associate Ein Sof with light. And we're going to do this by looking at the gematria or the numerical value in Hebrew of Ein Sof as well as light. Now, gematria is assigning a numerical value to a Hebrew word because every Hebrew letter has a numerical value. So every word in Hebrew has a numerical value. So if we take the Hebrew letters of Ein Sof and add up their numerical value, it comes to 207. Likewise, if you take the Hebrew word for light, which is or, the numerical value of or is 207. So because the numerical value of Ein Sof equals the numerical value of or, which is 207, we can make an association between the two that Ein Sof is associated with light. And this explanation comes to you from the book Messiah, Volume 3 by Avi ben Mordecai, page 107. Now, understanding that the Hebraic view of explaining Ein Sof, the one without definition, is light, we can look at 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5, where it is written, This then is the message which we've heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And so one of the primary concepts that we associate with Ein Sof in describing him is light. We also can look at 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 16, where we can see this concept where it is written, who only 
only has immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto whom no man has seen nor can see to whom be honor and power everlasting amen john chapter 1 verse 18 it is written no man has seen god at any time now this is a reference to who we refer to as god the father or ain sof john chapter 5 verse 37 yeshua said these words and the father himself which has sent me has borne witness of me you've neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape so why is that so because he's ain sof and he dwells in light that no man can approach we're also going to look at john chapter 6 verse 46 as well as first john chapter 4 and verse 12 and in doing so we're seeing multiple verses in the new testament where it is stated that no one has seen god at any time john chapter 6 verse 46 not that any man has seen the father save he which is of god he has seen the father yeshua there is referring to himself first john chapter 4 verse 12 no man has seen god at any time so this concept of ain sof being without definition and ain sof the numerical value in hebrew being associated with light is the description that we are given of the god of israel in the new testament now how is it that one who is without definition one who is zero in infinite at the same time how is he going to create a world from himself and the idea is he's going to take a part of himself and within himself he's going to create a space and from that space he's going to create a world and so what the god of israel did to create the world is similar to the concept of a woman who has a womb within her so from the book messiah volume 3 by avi ben mordecai page 108 he explains this in the following way now at some point within the realm of infinity which is filled with the light of Ain Sof, the eternal, boundless, and limitless one, there was a desire to bring creation into existence. But before he could do that, he had to make room for the creation within himself. And so the eternal light of Ain Sof had to create a space or withdraw a part of himself in order to reveal a part of himself or to bring about creation. And this concept of him creating a space within himself to bring about creation is called contracting. And the Hebrew word for contraction is zimzum. So from the Wikipedia encyclopedia, zimzum is defined as contraction or constriction. And it's the concept that God the Father began the process of creation by contracting his infinite light in order to allow for a conceptual space within himself. And in this conceptual space will be brought forth a finite and seemingly independent world. And as a result of Zimzum, or the God of Israel creating within himself a space for a physical world, he also thus 
thus brings into an arena free will at the same time. So from the Wikipedia Encyclopedia, that this contraction of forming an empty space in which creation could begin is known as Zimzum. Zimzum results in the conceptual space in which the physical universe and free will can thus exist. Now, if we look at the Hebrew word olam, which means world, that in the Hebrew language, the word olam also communicates the understanding of concealing or hiding something. So we have the creation being expressed as a physical entity, which will have free will. But within this creation, there is two things that brought about at the same time. The appearance of the concealment of the creator, but through the creation, the creator at the same time is going to reveal himself to this physical world. So from the book Messiah Volume 3 by Avi Ben Mordecai, page 106, he explains the meaning of the Hebrew word alam. He says concealment is based on the Hebrew root for the expression world, which is olam. In English, we tend to think of universe as a self-contained unit. But in Hebrew, the word universe or world or olam means to conceal or to hide. Now, a very important principle that we need to understand is that when you give a name to something, you automatically then have a limitation of it. And a name usually allows us to understand the characteristic or the attribute of something. So once we take the God of Israel who really in his true essence has no definition and then we attempt to try to share or communicate his attributes and the way we do that is through a name that is associated with him the name brings about or expresses a limitation from the Wikipedia encyclopedia it is explained this way Judah Hayat in his commentary Minhat Yehuda on the Ma'ar Ket Alahat gives the following explanation of the term Ein Sof. Any name of God which is found in the Bible cannot be applied to the supreme deity prior to his self-manifestation in the creation. Moreover, a name implies a limitation in its bearer, and this is impossible, meaning a limitation, in connection with Ain Sof. So Ain Sof, the one who is without definition, he is going to step down to the term and the understanding of Elohim, which is the Hebrew word for God. And presenting to you this concept from Avi Ben Mordecai's book, Messiah, volume three, page 104. Now looking at Genesis in chapter one and verse one, it is written, in the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and the earth. And so it is through the name Elohim that the world was created, of which Ain Sof is choosing to express or communicate himself in the created or the physical world. From the book, The Middle Pillar by James Trim on page 11, he further explains how the name Elohim is a term of limitation. Ain is the Hebrew word meaning 
there is not or without. While sof is a Hebrew word meaning end, termination, border, or definition. Since Elohim is ein sof, Elohim is without definition. But this creates a problem. The minute we attempt to define Elohim, we've given him borders. And once we define Elohim, then we are no longer talking about ein sof or one without definition. Continuing and looking at the book, The Middle Pillar by James Trim on page 11, according to Jewish tradition, there is a distinction between Ein Sof and the term Elohim. As Rabbi Ari Kaplan explains, in general, none of the names of God refer to Ein Sof. The names used in the Bible and elsewhere merely refers to the various ways through which God manifests himself in creation. The name Elohim is used throughout the first chapter of Genesis. From the book Messiah, volume 3, page 101, by Abi Ben Mordecai, he's going to explain that the term Elohim describes finite attributes or characteristics or understandings of the limitless one or Ein Sof. In the Hebrew Torah prophets and writings, the creator is said to be Elohim and he is described by various attributes. These ideas are, by their very nature, boundaries and limitations. Elohim is a microcosm and measurable being of something that is immeasurable or infinite. In looking at the book, Anticipating the Redemption, volume 1 on page 57, by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, in the middle of the page, he explains that the name Elohim is associated with the principle or the concept of independent existence. To make possible the perception of independent existence in the physical world, the actual creation came about through the name of Elohim. Rabbi Schneerson further goes on to explain in his book Anticipating the Redemption, volume 1, page 64, that the term Elohim is associated with the concept of time and space. As is well known, the world is structured according to the dimensions of time and space because its creation comes about through the name Elohim. So the one who is without definition, he creates a physical world and the way he's expressing this physical world, he's doing so through the name Elohim, which describes finite attributes of Ein Sof. Now, if we look at the art scroll of Genesis, volume 1, page 33, they will explain some of the attributes of Elohim. The term Elohim communicate God as being chief or one having authority. It communicates the concept of a human judge as well as one that is all-powerful, omnipotent, the mighty one, and one who is eternal and everlasting. So if we want to put in human terms an understanding of one who was without definition, we apply a name to it and the name has attributes and these attributes give a finite description of an infinite one. Now it is through the term Elohim that the limitless one, Ein Sof, reveals himself to a physical or a finite world. From the book Messiah, volume 3 by Avi ben Mordecai, page 104. So how 
is it that we living in a created world... Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, Yeshua, the creator of heaven and earth. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.